Ultra. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and criticize Spider-Man 3 one uh, sand-forming minute at a time. I'm uh, Scott Corelli. I'm uh, Zach Luna. And I'm uh, Thomas Atwood. Uh-huh. Welcome back, Thomas. Today, thank you, thank you. <laughs> we're talking about Minute uh, 29, which begins with a figure beginning to form in the sand and ends with a man of sand holding his hands to his head? Um, his sands to his head. That's they're, bad. They're like bad. mittens. I don't know. Yeah, he's getting um, there. Anyway, he's getting there. He's, he's doing his best. Oh. I don't know why you guys are criticizing him so much. Um <laughs> Did you just say that's what we do on the podcast? You oh, did. You wait, did say we criticize why, here. Why are we here? What's what's going yeah, on? Where am I? I guess that's what? true. Uh, Pete, is my dad okay? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so okay. I'll start this out. Please sure. do. So, so watching in watching this scene, I, I I thought it was beautiful in the theater. It was you know almost romantic the way it was coming together. But I remember seeing these lumps in the sand and wondering what lump is what part you know is it's first forming yeah only to find out a couple seconds later that none of these lumps are any part (laughs) (laughs) he comes like out from farther underneath that right yeah there's just general lumpiness at first and then he emerges almost like like breaking through the top of water or something right 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 yeah he's he's forming from inside of it uh, which I think is interesting. It's sort of, it's like a uh, visual representation of someone who's like unconscious and then coming to like this, yes. this, this is like what you feel like um, where you're right. just like remembering how to live, like after being knocked unconscious, you know? <laughs> um, and it's or at uh, least like the worst hangover of your life. Totally. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but it's, it's, I, I, I just, yeah, it is very, very beautiful. I think the music is stunning. Um, yeah. This yeah. this piece of music uh, is this original stuff that uh, Christopher Young did. Like, this yes, is all this is this him? is yeah. one of one of two uh, major uh, original pieces by Christopher Young. Um, there's this, and then there's the black symbiote uh, costume piece uh, that it. we'll hear much later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this piece is uh, an original uh, by him. That doesn't it doesn't contain any throwbacks to uh, any of the Elfman pieces. It's just a, a wholly original piece um, that unfortunately has never been like sort of released professionally because um, you know they never released a uh, a score for this film because of. Uh, all of the, you know, mixing and matching that was going on between his original music and Elfman's uh, scores from the first two films, um, right? And and so it's Wait, a so that rights they issue. They can't release. Oh, oh, they can't release it as like an album for you to buy because right because the residuals get messy attribution at that point. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. 
That makes sense. Um, so it's unfortunate. So that's why there's no score for this film, uh, unfortunately. There are some people who have put up uh, like uh, stuff from the movie, like online, like you can listen to the score on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it it is uh, you know, not uh, a widely it's not something you can purchase, unfortunately. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the music is haunting. This uh, this whole sequence really reminds me of um. You know, like in the early days of CG in like the 80s, like the lawnmower man era. Yeah. It reminds me of that stuff. Like when people were just. Yeah. Yeah. That test animation that people were first like playing around with. And you'd get like these, these metallic looking shapes of people and they would like do stuff like look Mm -hmm. around in like a desert landscape or something. Um, and there was like no texture on anything. It was more of just like, look what we just figured out how to do. Isn't this amazing? And you're like, yeah, yeah we can simulate stuff. Yeah. You know, just stuff. Right. Um, um, I'm trying to figure out when uh, the, the mummy returns uh, happened. Cause the, the first mummy movie, the Brendan Fraser mummy movie and the uh, mummy returns, which the internet tells me was 1999, 2001. Um, so was the only other time I think I saw like a sand type creature done. And this is like, light years ahead of that right like right. Th- that was just that sort of like cloud like uh, particles in the air that are all doing the same thing at the same time this mm-hmm. is like individual sections struggling and trying mm-hmm. and attempting and failing and all that together same oh in that moment when they, he kind of congeals for the first time mm-hmm. oh geez well yeah. and, and, the, and the thing about a <laughs> thing about that like you know use the word congeal but what i think is interesting about what they do here is that it would be very easy right like the 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 thing that you do when you build a sandcastle right what's the first thing you do you make the sand wet so it sticks together right, right? Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's the first thing that you do is you you pound like like a bunch of sand into your sandcastle bucket your little mm-hmm. sandcastle maker bucket um and you make it the shape of that and then you you let it come out of the bucket and it stays in that shape cuz it's moist but what i find so interesting about what they do here is they find a new way to like clump together the sand so it still looks dry. And they do it by just having a bunch of sand constantly falling off of him. Yes. Yes. Even when there's a shape, quote unquote, a solid bit, there's always sand uh, falling like... um, Like icing sugar or something. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like like sugar just falling off of a thing. It's wild to witness. It's... It's it's so smart. It's such a smart way to design this character. Mm-hmm. And they did the whole scene, the way he acts it out is you can tell every like fiber in his being is trying to will himself back together for some reason. At first you can tell that he doesn't even necessarily know what the reason is. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. he wants to be like whole. And then later on we'll, we'll see why, but yeah. yeah. Tomorrow they'll really hit us with the emotions. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even think he entirely knows what's happening right now. You know, like he's, he, he just feels like he's waking up and, but now he's like starting to recognize, you know, about three quarters of the way into the minute, he's starting to realize that like something's different. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even think he's he has realized it until that moment when he starts looking at his hands, because and yeah. like down at his body, like that's when he starts to realize that like something's very wrong. Yeah. Um. And and he's it's not that he's I think this is all subconscious, like his him forming, yeah. and that's why he isn't 
completely formed because he's not thinking about how to form or what to form into. He's just sort of waking up and, and, right. and this is all subconscious. And it's it's not until he makes the decision to like fully form into a person, uh, which we get in tomorrow's minute, uh, that that starts to shift. But right now he's just this this man-shaped form. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really, uh, beautiful to, to, to watch and, uh, heartbreaking, honestly. Yeah. 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 With all the, the time they had to work on this in terms of the simulation and, and making the new technology to render the sand and all the different times to animate it. Um, one of the things I think that's most impressive is the timing of everything. You know, it's this long shot rotating around him, but they, change the speed at which the camera moves to accentuate different moments and they change how long he stands and falls. And one of the examples that I think of, uh, especially in this minute is when he first wakes up and he's like, like got half a head, like he's half formed. Yeah. Right. And he falls. Just collapses. He just collapses. Yeah. That like, okay, so visually we're doing the thing where he's trying to do something and he failed and I'll have to try again. But we draw out that moment, not just by the, because we can't draw out the moment in terms of like make gravity work at a different pace. Cause that would feel weird. Instead. He like almost falls twice because most of him falls in one chunk and then the rest of him falls. So we like stay in the moment longer because of the way the sand breaks apart. Yeah. If he was yeah. just like a person there that fell, it would be over really quickly, but we lingered there because he falls twice. Like right. that's nuts. Right. It's nuts. It's it's almost like there's the two failures in a row. One is a failure to keep himself together, and the second is like a a failure to stay al- al- aloft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the first one is that his his arm goes, which then yeah. makes him fall out of balance and then and then collapse completely. Because um, yeah. he tried to he tried to hold his weight up with his arm that collapses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's it's really something. Uh, and it is it, it's a fascinating sequence because it's one it's completely different from anything we got in the last two films. Um, yes. You know there there are no monsters in the last two films, which is the only thing that I can really describe this as. Like this is sort of like a monster origin um, mm-hmm. in in many ways, and there's lots of uh, reasons uh, to 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 you know, use that, uh, description, um, <laughs> for, for things that he does later in the movie. Uh, you know, like he literally turns into like a giant sand monster at bits. Um, but it's, it's a, it's like this Gothic horror origin, you know, um, yeah. here. And it's, it's uh, very, to the point where I'm honestly surprised there's not a scene where like the Sandman gives a little girl f- a flower or something <laughs> by a, yeah. by a lake. Um, cause it feels like that's the kind of thing that they're, they're, you know, that Sam would want to do, wanted to play with that kind of iconography. Cause that's what it feels like. Um, yeah. and it's, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's really uh, interesting, but I think the thing that I find so fascinating is like one, how different it is from the other two films. And, mm. and two, the fact that like the Sandman as a character historically is like a nothing character. I mean, yeah. Really no personality whatsoever. Like he's very much just a heavy. Um just a basic, and, yeah. Yeah. And he's 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 very to the point where they're using the Sandman in the new movie and they're not even making him a character. They're just right. having it be a sand monster that they're calling Sandman. And that's 
that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he is he is on the same uh, the same par with like molten man and hydro man. It's like you know, <laughs> there's lava guy, there's water guy, and there's sand guy. Okay, like they're all mm-hmm. kind of the same thing, you know? Right. Um, and and I find that it's so interesting that uh, you know. And and the other thing is like he doesn't even have a particularly tragic backstory at all. He's literally just a thug who yeah. got turned into a sand person. Um, that's like and that's, why he has the striped shirt, right? Like he's just a like yeah. a convict guy. Yeah, I mean yeah. the striped shirt originally was based on um, like uh, like uh, like like people who worked on the at the at the on the like on the port, you know, like yeah, like, right. like it's like sailors, a, yeah, like a sailor like navy kind of thing like the people who just like worked on the uh what what is the turn of phrase that i'm thinking of doc like, the doc, doc. Like a yes dock a dock worker like that's yeah that's that's what he is he's a dock worker and he's a you know, stevedore yeah yeah and <laughs> and so like that's the deal with his that's the deal with his shirt and like he just doesn't have anything going on like they invented all of this backstory with like his wife and his kid and the, all of that like they invented all of that here um and it's so fascinating to me. Like Hydro Man has a more tragic backstory than Sandman does. Um, (laughs) And so it's just so fascinating to me that Sam wanted this guy. And not only did he want this guy, but he specifically wanted him to look exactly like he did in the comics, Um, which he was also notorious for not really caring about uh, other than Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. Uh, You know, Green Goblin doesn't really look anything like he looks in the comics and um, uh, Dr. Octopus certainly doesn't. So it's really just a fascinating choice that he just went this, this hard on Sandman, a character who, you know, not again, not a super notable character, but what's really interesting about it is that, He's not the first director to really want Sandman because Sandman what? was the vi- was the villain in James Cameron's Spider-Man movie. Um, really, and and that's that's the reason why Sandman is not featured in the Spider-Man Fox animated series is because they didn't want it to uh, uh, get in the way of what James Cameron's vision of the character was right. going to be. Right. What? Yeah. So he was I never. I had no idea. He was never featured in that show, and that was the reason why. You know, it, it might have something to do with the fact that he's not well shaped, and it gives the director a chance to shape them how they want. Yeah, um, true. So there's not a whole lot of backstory to to go up against. They can pretty much play it as they want to. Right. Yeah. Right. I, um, honestly, that that makes a lot of sense, just in terms of like. Well one of the reasons why it felt like an, an out of left field choice was it wasn't a character. People were all that like tied to emotionally. Like when you, when you talk to people in the early two thousands about like, okay, who are like Spider-Man's biggest villains? They're going to throw out the green Venom. goblin and Dr. Octopus and Venom. They're going right. to say Venom first. Obviously. They're going to say Car- Venom and Carnage, Venom and Carnage. Then they'll say Doc Ock and, the green goblin and then they might say like craven and mysterio or on a certain level i think i think the i think the top three at that point were Mm -hmm. venom carnage and craven those were those were the top three spider-man villains in like the late 90s early 2000s that was them because green goblin was 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 forgotten about because he wasn't even he hadn't been a character since like the 80s um like he he just wasn't around because like it was it was like norman was dead Harry mm. had stopped being the Green Goblin. 
I think he might have even been dead at that point. So like yeah. there was no Green Goblin. There was a Hobgoblin, but there was no Green Goblin. And Dr. Octopus was a was a joke until Dan Slott rewrote him. So right. uh you know that was it it was it was that those were the three heavy hitters at the time it was venom carnage and craven the hunter yeah Um, it's funny because of the cartoon i always think of uh rhino in there as well (laughs) oh sure oh sure sure. yeah Um, but he's always like working for somebody you know right you can't have rhino be like the main you know the the guy in charge of things Um, right very rarely has that ever happened he's always part of a menagerie of some sort yeah yeah but uh Awareness yeah. of Sandman wasn't there because he wasn't in the cartoon. Yeah, the the the, yeah. the use of Sandman in this movie is just so fascinating because it it really shows what I think Sam connected to as a as a as a filmmaker with mm. these. It was just the idea of doing something so different from the other two characters. You know, yeah. the other two characters being entirely science based and technology based. And then making a third film, and they're like, "Now I'm going to make a sand monster." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we're right, something cool. completely different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I respect we're going to do. That. We're going to do a sand monster. We're going to do an alien, and then we're we're also going to give the give the the kids at home a, a, a science person as well with the with the new <laughs> goblin, um, science and technology. Um, but it's uh, it's just so interesting the choice of of using Sandman. Um, and then as far as like his storyline goes with like his daughter, uh, you know, that was never a thing before this, uh, mm. after this, it wouldn't really be uh, much of a thing until, um, the, uh, in the, uh, cartoon series, uh, the, the D- Disney XD, like Spider-Man series, we were introduced to the oh, Sandman's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was the other time that that happened. Every other time he's just a heavy, um, in mm. every basically everything else. Uh, there's one really interesting storyline in the comics that I think I've talked about before, uh, maybe just on Weekend Bugle, maybe not on the main show proper, but uh, it's one of my favorite uh, Spider-Man stories. It's Renew Your Vows, um, which mm. uh, is about a sort of an alternate take on Spider-Man who has quit being Spider-Man because uh, Mary Jane uh, had their daughter, and so he wanted to be a father and didn't want to be didn't want them to be worried that he wouldn't come home. And so he stopped being Spider-Man. Uh, and a uh, uh, there's been like a sort of a villainous uh, overthrow of the government. And and it's it's all kind of like been taken over by different factions and all of these things. And Spider-Man is nowhere to be seen because Peter has fully retired. Even with all of this going on, he was like, no, with great power comes re- great responsibility. And right now I'm a parent. So that's my responsibility. Right. And, yeah. and, he, and he will not be Spider-Man anymore. Um, and in this, there's this great sequence where um, Sandman is revealed to be part of like this uh, group of like rebel soldiers um, that are like trying to like take down the, the baddies. Um, and, and he, uh, he actually hooks up with um, portal the or I think the spot actually, uh, and um, the they, he builds a portal in Sandman, and Sandman uses that portal to like take out a bunch of bad guys, sacrificing himself in the process to save Whoa. all the rebels and get them uh, to where they need to go to complete their mission. Um, 
So wow. it's like, yeah, yeah. So it was like a really, really cool, like big heroic turn for the Sandman uh, in that series, which is a really cool series. I definitely recommend checking it out if you never have. Um, Dan Slott wrote the initial miniseries and then the ongoing was good until Jerry Conway stopped writing it. And then it was not as good, but um, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But uh, definitely uh, check that out, everybody. If it's sort of a, it's sort of like Spider Man's take on Dark Knight Returns, but holy Spider Man, like not yeah, not, not tonally rain. like Dark Knight Returns. It's just very much a he's quit being the hero and then he finds a reason to come back. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the way Spider Man would, not the right. Way. The way Spider Man would, exactly. exactly. <laughs> the renew your vows is not about uh, still being married to Mary Jane. It's actually about. Um, Renewing your vows as Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's really good. Um, anyway, uh, so Sam is just like kind of an interesting character because he's always every other time, like after those initial few uh, uh, visits from uh, Sandman and the Amazing Spider-Man comics, like in those mm-hmm. those original that original run, every other time that he's shown up, it's been part of a team. Um, yeah. And he's and he doesn't have a lot of character. He's just like, you know, dumb brute guy uh and 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 that's it like just like kind of cartoonishly evil and that's he's it gonna like attack oh, you and he's hard to deal with yeah, yeah. oh i'm gonna get you this time spider-man here we go oh no i beat i got beat again oh oh no water uh <laughs> yeah right I, I'm, I'm trying to think like what my earliest like knowledge of sandman was and i don't think it was even in a comic book like because i don't think he was being used in any f- frequency during the 90s or early 2000s uh you know so outside of this movie i think it was just i had like a like a spider-man encyclopedia visual dictionary type thing yeah that like told it told you all the spider-man villains and everything you know you needed to know about them and sandman was in there i remember learning about him but not like it's like a one-page entry there was no there's no like all of the different adventures of uh the all the different identities of the hobgoblin or something like no it's just like a one page entry on, yeah, this guy's got a striped shirt and he turns into sand. That's it. That's yeah. It. He's, and then this oh, changed it. Yeah. No, just well, that this he, changed it. He's such a low key Spider Man villain up to this point, right? Mm-hmm. He's so low on the totem pole of, of, spider-man uh rogues that uh he for a long for a long time he just like switched to other heroes so like at one point <laughs> he just he joined the the frightful four and so like f- became a fantastic four rogue for a right, while yeah he, he fought against them for a while yeah wow. and then and then he became like a hulk guy for a little while too like you know, he it was kind of like not a a, a big Spider Man villain. Like that's that's how low key this guy was, um, in the grand scheme of, of Spider Man stuff. So Just it's it's toss really him around fascinating. the bullpen. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you use him, try it out. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. So it's just it's just really interesting that uh Sam chose him to be in this movie. Yeah. This is yeah. the first stuff they shot they started working on for the whole f- film and the last thing they finished. Yes. Was this sequence. It took that so, long. It's just mm-hmm. an absolute work of art. Imagine working that long and then them cutting this. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the check's still cleared. Oh. Yeah. I know, but man, <laughs> could you imagine? Wow. Um Yeah, that'd be insane. But, so uh, before we leave this minute, I mm-hmm. have one small thing, and it's more of Please. a like a visual kind of 
memory that it instills in my head seeing his hands like this mm. every time i've looked at this closely like in in prepping for this minute i think about when i make uh breaded pork chops because that's how my fingers feel. <laughs> yes. Because you get that flour like yeah, congealing you on your fingers. The, yes. the like egg to the flour. Yes, from and the back egg to again. the flour. Yes. And <laughs> if you start to get up, yes, you're so right. Oh man, I just I got I got so many like 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 tac like tactile <laughs> memories yeah, like yeah, coming. Exactly. Oh wow. That's crazy. These club fingers. Oh, <laughs> I oh, wonder no. if like I wonder if like to to for like test footage, if there's like test footage somewhere of like mm. I don't know, like like them putting like some guy, like they they put like uh, like some kind of like glue or something on him, and then like buried him in sand and had him dig himself out. Um, yeah. Oh, as, as like uh, as like a way to like okay, now we're gonna film this, and then we're gonna use that as like the basis the reference, the initial yeah. basis for this uh, animation. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause there are times when it really does feel like it's like that thing where, you know, like you, you let the, the kid like bury you in sand and then you like l- just lay there for a while and then eventually you get out and that's what this feels like. <laughs> or even like when you would bury like just one limb, like your arm under there and watch what it looked like as you tried to lift your hand out of the, the sand. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Um, it's a this really thing. oh man! Yeah. It's just it's a tour de force of technology and just artistry. Um, it's uh, absolutely amazing and really nice touch to have uh, when the Sandman takes his first breath. You have Thomas Hayden Church do that breath, um, yeah, which you really didn't have to do, but you definitely can tell it's him. Exactly, uh, yeah. and and that that really matters. My only problem with it is like, why is it an exhale instead of an inhale? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, always room for improvement. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, but uh, yeah, beautiful sequence. Beautiful. And, uh, somehow we got to talk about this for twenty five minutes. So impressive. Yeah, we did it, guys. Uh, <laughs> we got one more to go. One more we to sure go. Sure do. <laughs> yeah, one more to go. Um, all right. Well, uh, you guys, uh, we will be back tomorrow. But uh, if you're shopping on Amazon between now and then, maybe you should use our Amazon link, huh? Duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Go there. You can shop uh, and, and there and, and maybe uh, check out some of the Sandman stuff we mentioned. Go by Renew Your Vows. Uh, they've yeah. got there that. Go. Yeah, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Go check that out. And, go buy uh, Dice. Sure. <laughs> do that too. Uh, buy all sorts of things, but use our link when you do it. Definitely. And, uh, and we will get a little piece of uh, whatever you're buying. And it really, really helps us out. Uh, yeah. You don't have any idea how many times I've had to go to buy something on Amazon for this show or one of the other dueling genre shows. And then just to find out that I have uh, plenty of money in my Amazon account to just pay for it. And that is, <laughs> that is so great. I uh, love when that happens. So really appreciate everyone who does that. Um, it helps us out more than you could possibly know. That link is duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Just bookmark it and use it every time you go shop at Amazon. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 30. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.